Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 24, which is going to be the last uh, episode in the book of James. So today is, is, I'm going to title this the best of James, which is to say the best of the Lord, which is to say these are highlights or summaries or conclusions from the book of James for, for hopefully for all of this. All right, so here we go. Uh, first, when he starts this book, it's, it's like actually just hilarious how he starts this. He says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various kinds of trials. When you, <laughs> so when you meet, it's like he says, hello, trouble, welcome trouble. And uh, you know the phrase, uh, it's usually used in a romantic context, you, you complete me. Well, what, what James says is that trouble and trials and difficulties are the things that complete us. They're the things that help make us whole. So trials and testing can even strengthen the foundations of faith in, in two ways, in what I believe and in whom I believe. So we're called in the book of James to be steadfast under trial. So if you're a person who says, hey, that's me, I've got, I got a trial or I got 10 trials, James is the book for you. All right, he, then he talks about sin, and, and sin is, where does sin come, come from? He puts this in the big context of how should I be thinking about God? In other words, can I blame God for my temptations? Can I blame God for my sin? And the answer, of course, is no. We, do, we can't blame God for this. We're lured and enticed by our own desires, and then it kind of grows exponentially where it's conceived, and then it grows up enough to be born, and then it grows, and in full full effect and in full charge, it results in death. But here's the point. Don't blame it on God. Uh, do the things that are in the rest of the book to kind of work on it and work against it. All right. Uh, next, he talks about graces, and he talks about common graces that are every good gift comes from above. And people who are not believers get access to that, and people that are believers get, you know, some even uncommon graces. Uh, what what happens? The, the powers that bring forth faith, and uh, he enable us to uh, fight the Christian walk. Those are the uncommon graces that he gives us. Um, James is a very, very practical book. And one of the things he says is be in a hurry to hear. Uh, be quick to hear, slow to speak. And it brings us forth for, for uh, or he, he wants us to, to reset our set point of talking and listening. And this is kind of one of the big themes that goes through uh, all the five chapters, which is, this idea of meekness. I think one of the best pictures I thought was the Nairobi traffic. That's certainly what I think of when I think of meekness, which is the courtesy that we, that there they give each other in traffic, but we're supposed to be giving to God, where we say to God, oh, no, 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 you go first. Let, let me listen to you. Uh, after you, Lord, it's this intention. So there's this space between uh, knowledge and doing and in that space is this this mental attitude of courtesy so he uses a, a cool analogy there he says it's like looking in your mirror so the mirror when you look in the mirror it says something and so you have knowledge okay i got toothpaste on my chin the action would be to take the the uh, toothpaste off your chin 
But if you don't have that middle ground, that intention to say, when the Lord says something to me, or when the mirror says something to me, I have the intention, I have the humility, I have the meekness to listen, to respond, to yield to it, and say, oh yeah, I I'll definitely will take the toothpaste off my chin if I should find some on there. That's why we look in the mirror. Um, Okay, then he talks about partiality. Now, partiality is basically just discrimination. That's a good word for it. And he says, don't negatively discriminate. Uh, uh, the reason why is if you have bad actions against people, that tells us that you are are doing the wrong things towards them. Well, how did that happen? Well, you probably thought the wrong things about them. And how did that happen? Well, you misunderstood God's activity on the earth. And then primarily, you actually blew it and you misunderstand God himself. And that's how discrimination and partiality uh, comes. It, it belies ignorance in of people and of God. And he says, addresses that by saying, no, let's move to the royal law, which is the law of love, which again is this preference for another. It's this show partiality to the Lord, show partiality to people. All right, so then he says, uh, faith alone, faith by itself is dead. It does not even exist. So again, salvation is not the result of works, but works are the result of salvation. And these works always accompany salvation. And faith demonstrates salvation and works follow salvation so that's why faith alone is nothing and it doesn't exist it's, a, it's, a, it's in theory only all right then he says the, the, a warning about our tongues and he uses teachers now teachers are professional tongue users and uh, we should be careful with our tongues obviously and uh, teachers who risk because they professionally use their tongues, they're worth double honor. Why is that? Because they put themselves at double risk, and they have double the risk of putting themselves out over their over their skis, so to speak. Um, all right, so then he says, talks about being an enemy of God, and more specifically, being a friend. That is, God opposes the proud, and he gives grace to the humble, and humble yourself before the Lord. He, he makes this beautiful, humble sandwich in chapter 4, which is uh, like an Oreo sandwich of uh, humbleness uh, is the two uh, cookie parts of it. But then the icing in the middle, the frosting part of it, is this, you, this, this thing that you get the, the Lord that is draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's what's in the middle of the humble sandwich. Then he asks us to peer into the day of judgment. And it's a crazy day, dystop dystopic day where money talks. It's crying out against the guy who uses it badly. You've got flesh-eating treasure. You've got uh, inert metals being corrupted. Um, and that is when God, the Lord of hosts and the Lord of armies and the Lord of whoop-ass uh, uh, shows his army out day. Then finally, he gives us an aspect on suffering. How do we do it? How do we do it together? And um, the together part is he talks about the tyranny of isolation. That is, it's a given we all have problems, and it's a given we all want power to apply in healing and saving and raising uh the answer to that is very practical stuff. Well, what's your place? Are you in church? Who are your people? Are you practicing the one another's? Are you confessing your sins? There's a good marker right there. If you're not confessing your sins to each other, you're probably not in fellowship. Um, under the protection of eldership and a leadership structure and in a place that practices humility. So this is the best of James. I My charge is to apply one thing, be stricken by one thing. Lord, what do you have me 
for today. What do you have for this hour next? Tomorrow is First Thessalonians. See you then.